Good evening, everybody. This is Daniel from No Pain, No Spain. I hope you could hear my monotone, boring voice clear. Uh, it, all, it happens that I had invested some money in some equipment and it was a piece of shit. And so I'm recording again with the iPhone microphone, <laughs> with the headphones, which seem to work properly. So today I want to bring up um, another episode of Extraordinary People because I, uh, I was thinking about it uh, last time, a few podcasts back. I spoke about the pujas and the ceremonies done by, um, by Vedic chants in, the, in India that will alter your, uh, the influence of certain stars and certain energies coming from the stars and well I, I, I told the story I hope you heard it hope it made sense but nevertheless it brought to my mind another extraordinary person that I've met in my life and he was a witch doctor an authentic real old-school witch doctor as you all know I grew up in Mozambique and it is common fashion in Mozambique to to have your own witch doctor whether you believe it or not it's good for you to have it so that other people know that you have a witch doctor and they don't go putting weird shit in your house like rodents bones and you know little weird herbs around the place trying to hooky poochy scoochy you so um so you have to more than get one let people know that you have one so in those days uh, my mother and I had uh, had uh, had an organization uh, in which we well, we built hospitals and health centers and uh, hold on let me call my dog and got her got her sorry and uh, so <laughs> my mom was really involved in in, in in knowing the well the traditional healers because that's a very common thing in Mozambique at least it was uh, to for people to go to traditional healers uh, <laughs> and back in those days we were very involved in the AIDS project with Comunidad de Santo Egidio <coughs> oh in those days were the only ones providing generic antiretrovirals and we were part of that project and we had uh, I think we had uh, the last batch was uh, 6,000 permanent AIDS patients and about in a shitload of number of people coming in but we've we noticed more my mother noticed that a lot of people who came with AIDS and other ailments uh, they had previously visited the the healer the traditional healer and uh, and so in many cases we sat to admit they came in uh, when it was too late I mean, so they, they, they put their faith in a traditional healer and uh, well, it didn't work. And so when desperation hit their shitload, well, they came to the hospital. In most cases, it was too late. Nevertheless, we understood the importance. I'm sorry. She understood the importance of traditional healers in uh, Mozambican society. And so she helped them create an association so that rather than having their own their own uh, <laughs> uh, visiting offices, you know, more often known as huts, 
uh, they could have a permanent space in the hospital so that patients could come and be seen by both by a doctor and a traditional healer and so we we pulled that through and in the process we met a guy who at all lights was the leader of the of at least many uh, traditional healers and his name was Eugenio uh, he's dead so I can say his name uh, he when I met Eugenio I he must have been around 90 years old okay he had uh, still uh, bruises on his ankle and wrists for being a slave for being uh, kidnapped to work in boats uh, he had a most interesting life he came from absolute poverty well he was a slave so uh, doesn't get any worse than that uh, he managed to he even married in the traditional way which in Mozambique which is that if well, you marry the older girl of a family and if uh, if she dies before you do then you get to get the other girl and if she dies before you do then you get the other girl so you've bought a wife you didn't buy a person you bought a wife and uh, the family as long as they have daughters they have to provide you with a wife so this fucker was running through the fourth daughter of the same family <laughs> oh shit Eugenio and he's uh, he's the present wife he had at that time and uh, Todo recto. Sigas por esta calle. Ya lo verás. Sorry. They asked me for directions. Uh, so the last wife he had, uh, that time she must have been 25. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, he had uh, he had an eight-month child, and he was 90 something. He was. Uh, absolutely blind I think he could see shadows uh, but he was a, a, a tremendous tremendously interesting human being because he could it was very difficult to speak to him because he had ever since he had been freed as a slave or ever, ever since the whole thing broke down he had never spoken to uh, white people before so he still uh, kept the the way fuck, slaves speak to white people you know yes sir no sir uh, and and the way they look the, the way they look at you the way they shake your hands the way the way they 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 they, they follow when you when you're speaking together the way they're behind you the whole ceremonial thing they're always like in a humble position and it was very hard to 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 have a conversation with him but but if you, if you if you stopped that from bothering then you would recognize that the conversations were actually being pretty deep it's just that his image and his uh, his reactions to you and his behaviors towards you influenced whatever he was saying but you know eventually with us he he <clears throat> he felt relatively comfort comfortable and stuff so he he helped us uh, a lot but the story I want to tell starts now. 
So he grew very fond of me. I don't know why. He said I was uh, one of the. Cause, oh, because he was uh, he was also evangelical, because witch doctors in Mozambique are are a mixture of evangelism and traditional um, traditional religions. You know, so they mix them all in there. They can be really extremist if you want. They can be absolutely crazy. Eugenio was not an exception. He was a little crazy. He was a little radical. And so he said that my name, Daniel, was uh, because of the prophet Daniel. He was always comparing me to the prophet Daniel. And, and I didn't like that, but I found it interesting. But he grew very fond of me. And he said that I, was, uh, that I had been a witch doctor in other lives, that I had been African and that I had been a witch doctor. So that if I were interested in doing uh, witch doctor training, to which, of course, I said, fuck, yeah, <laughs> fuck, yeah. I mean, this is not something you get offered every day, don't it? So uh, typically me, I agree to things that I don't understand. And uh, and here's, here's the story. So... On those days, they because of our because of my mom's intervention in the in the witch doctor community, creating them an association, making them legal, and making them more participating in Mozambican society. Well, some some um, some trainings had begun among them. Okay, and so we discovered that there was this very famous uh, witch doctor uh, called Jacob. And he was from, uh, from the central part of the country, which is up north from Maputo, from where we live. And so uh, Eugenio told me that this man was coming, that he was a saint, that he was probably the most influential witch doctor in Mozambique. And he was going to offer some training for witch doctors here. And if I wanted to, I could be part of those trainings. To which I said, fuck yeah. <clears throat> okay, you can see where this is going, right? Okay, well, I, I don't think so. Let me allow me to to explain. <laughs> so, so I, I asked Eugene if there was some uh, previous preparation. I don't know, some kind of fasting or some kind of uh, meditation or prayers. And of course, he gave me a lot of Bible bullshit and some, some Christian and evangelical prayers and all that, which. I didn't follow at all. I should have, maybe. And uh, so the day came, and Jacob around arrived to uh, the south, to uh, Maputo. And so I was told where he was, and I was told to be there on such day at such time, and to bring a present. Okay. There's always presents involved in Mozambican culture. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big thing, but just something that shows your respect of this person. So I was told that I should bring um, a live animal, which immediately gave me the, oh, shit, you know? So, I mean, what, what live animal could you take? A fucking chicken. <laughs> That's all you think about it. What, what a dog? You're going to take a dog? A cat? A parrot? A rat? No, you take a fucking chicken, because if you know this shit, it's, shit hits the fan, well, <laughs> it's still a chicken. You know, it's not that I really enjoy that shit, but it's a chicken. So I went to the local market. I bought a chicken. And uh, it shitted all over my back seat. And I understand why, because you could probably see 
near future. Uh, and so I, I made it through. The, 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 the address I was given was a really, really complex one. And once you get out in the city of Maputo, once you get out of the, of the concrete area, uh, streets don't follow any regulations. There is no urbanism. It's just, it's just a labyrinth of, of, of roads and, 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 well, but finally I made it. And the place was an open garden, very clean, very kind of well taken care of, and a little straw hut in the middle in where there were some dogs, stray dogs, and some chickens, of course, and I think they had a goat or something. And so I stayed in the border, like you do in Mozambique. You don't go in, you just clap your hands, you know, for people to know you're there. And so a lady came out, and I said, and she, well, she kind of was very, very, very skeptical to see a white guy there. Like, she, she was like, yeah, what the fuck do you want? I said, hey, it's uh, Papa Jacob here. She goes, yeah. Oh, she said, you must be Daniel, the prophet. And she started kissing my hands and she started, you know, saying prayers and touching my hair. And I go, oh, fuck me, man. Here we go. So, well, she took me to the hut. She didn't get me in the hut, but she, she said to wait. And so she went in the hut and called Jacob and said that I was there and and he came out and when he came out is when I s finally faced the whole shit I'm like oh fuck so Papa Jacob was an immense human being huge enormous in every aspect in size in weight, in, 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 in muscle, in fat, in everything. He was at least two people put together or three people put together. Enormous, enormous. I am not a big guy, you know. I'm not a big guy whatsoever. I'm 176, I think. He must have been at least two meters tall, at least, but he must have weighed 120, 130 kilos. Oh, and I forgot. And he was naked. So, remember that? He was huge in every sense? Yep. That too. <laughs> so, I, 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 I laughed a little bit, you know. I'm like, well, shit. You know, why do I always agree to these things without even thinking? But, you know. So, the thing is that, okay. Half of me said this is the weirdest shit but the other half said hey apparently there's going to be more people here so you're not going to be the only one wrong he had done that session specially for me okay so here it goes uh, long story short uh, he made me undress completely undress yep um, he made me sit by a bonfire inside the hut and he gave me uh, 10 different kind of roots and a grinder, a uh, modern grinder, a modern uh, grater, you know, the ones you use to, to grate carrots and tomatoes and all that. Very modern, like he just bought it in the supermarket, so it wasn't something traditional, but the roots were at least 10 different roots. 
And so he said, you can begin by grinding them all while trying not to think about anything. So that took me the better part of four hours. Oh, by the way, that, this is about 8 in the morning, 8.30 in the morning. So just the grinding part took me the best part of four hours. So around noon, which I'm at to this, a 40 degree heat and 100% humidity. And inside a hut with an enormous naked man who's looking at me and, uh, and singing uh, African chants and sometimes uh, appearing to be in trance and his eyes going white and saying weird things. So you can picture that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's exactly what you're picturing it. So once I was done with all the grinding, it was a pile of a pile of grinded roots. And so he gave me some water, so I had to soak them and soak them for you know squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And then he asked if I had brought a live animal. Yep, it's in the car. I think it's done sh shitting all over it. <laughs> so the lady went to my car and got the chicken and brought her brought the chicken inside the hut so the only thing i said is i know what you're going to do but i am not going to do it <laughs> if it needs to be done you'll do it i ain't killing anything so he said no i'll do it so he the chicken apparently i don't maybe because of the heat but the chicken was so tranquil the chicken was so at peace it just the lady brought her in and the chicken just stayed there kind of okay i know what my fate is and so jacques jacob in a matter of a nanosecond had a knife in his hand an old-fashioned rusty prison looking knife grabbed the chicken by the neck and sliced its head off like it was butter chicken didn't have time to go so he cuts the head off and immediately puts the the, the 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 faces the neck inside the bowl in which i was soaking the 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 roots and so he starts squeezing the fucking chicken <laughs> blood spurting out of its neck and I'm there, I'm getting splashed by blood. But I'm, I'm, I've, I've lost sense of dignity by that time. I'm, I'm part of the whole spectacle. I'm not shocked or anything. I'm, 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 I'm more of the, yeah, motherfucker, let's fucking do this. You know, something like that. I'm not scared or nothing. I'm just a little worried that I'm still in a very, very small hut with a, with a very big naked man. And that I'm naked too. That's what words me most so once the chicken is squeezed out of all its blood and i mean squeezed there was fucking no drop left in that body <laughs> no he threw the chicken to a corner which i probably think <clears throat> they ate it later i hope so and so he said no go on go on keep soaking it keep soaking it so now there's blood clots there's feathers there's Billy's, there's this weird 
fucking fluids, not only blood, but we're fucking fluids, and I'm grinding and grinding. And I'm, I mean, I'm soaking, I'm soaking. So, and then he leaves, you know, and he bounces big dick in his legs just five inches away from my face. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck me, man. <laughs> Nobody take a picture now. So, and he left. And he said, you continue doing this. So he must have left to eat, I suppose. So, uh, and uh, he um, then the lady came back. Can't remember. Uh, after how long and said uh, for me to stop and to sit down and wait so I sat down and there was sand and and fucking branches and tweets getting into my butthole um, this it's dust it's sand it's sand floor it's not cement this is sand I'm very uncomfortable I'm all f- spattered with blood I'm it's hot as fuck and I needed a cigarette like it's no tomorrow so she told me I could smoke in there apparently that's the least of their problems so I lighted a cigarette I felt a lot better sorry my dog wants to go (laughs) and after a while he came in and uh, still naked butt ass naked he sat really close to me uncomfortably close to me and with his huge hands, and I mean they were huge, grabbed my head. And with one head, it would have been enough. I mean, if he he put one hand on my head and with he touched both my ears with his fingers, that's how big it was. But he put both of them, and he began singing. And singing in a very violent way, you know, like demanding, like uh, uh, somehow pissed somehow you know and he was pushing my head and pushing my head and he didn't he wasn't he wasn't hurting me or anything but it was sure making me uneasy like a motherfucker so that went on for about half an hour after which he said okay we're almost done because i thought it was going to be a training but rather than that it was an, an initiation he Eugenio had communicated to him the wrong impression of who I was and stuff so he thought that I was already a sage and that all I needed was the initiation I don't know I didn't want to know I just wanted to get the fuck out of there as quick as I could so he said now we go to the final stage which I knew what it was I knew I've been this is Mozambique I grew up there I lived for a long time there I know I go oh fuck okay just say so now you go under that uh, cashew tree outside take this water and you bathe with it ah fuck <laughs> and it happened that this was around noon the time when uh, all the villagers nearby went to you know, look for water I don't know what social engagement they had but this was the time that everybody left their hut to gossip or to meet with other people and so picture in, a, in an African village the middle of fucking nowhere people going about their business going with their baskets to go get some water or go get a chicken or go get some coal for the fire and the first thing they see is a skinny white boy bare ass fucking naked under a cashew tree bathing with blood because the roots were the dominant color was red so this looked like the movie Carrie uh, so I, uh, 
you know, I said, well, listen, I thought to myself, I'm just going to throw some some of it on, on me and shit. But he, he was very keen on that. He said, no, 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 no. Just let me save some of these for later. So he took a little metal glass, iron glass, and took a little bit. And he said, the rest, you pour it over your head and you bathe with it. You soak in it. You just don't get wet. You soak in it. Ah, fuck. So I said, well, I'm here. I'm here and nobody's ever going to see me here. Well, the whole fucking village did. I probably still remember. And this was a lot of years ago. Probably still remember the white stupid guy was bathing with blood under the cashew tree. So that was the end of the story. So I bathed and, uh, and so to make things worse, after that he said, listen, you cannot have a shower for 24 hours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So there I am, it was surrealist, surrealist, man, I tell you. You cannot have a bath or shower in 24 hours, let it soak, let it dry, whatever, just in 24 hours, nothing. And tonight you're going to have a dream. And you tell Eugenio what this dream was. So I thanked him. I thanked him that he didn't make me suck his dick. Uh, he could have <laughs> I was as vulnerable as you can get uh, so I thank him I, uh, I, don't, I didn't give him anything I think I tried to give him some money but he said no, no money nothing, I think the, the chicken was enough that was supper for them, I don't know <laughs> and I left <clears throat> and I went, um, and, I went and I went home and the, 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 the whole thing dried and the blood clots started drying in my hair. It was a very uncomfortable 24 hours. Nevertheless, that night when I went to sleep, all soaked in blood because uh, I couldn't take a shower, I had the weirdest of dreams. The weirdest of dreams. And the dream was that Jacob was my father funny thing is that my father was still alive by in those days but that he was my father and he was telling me the rules of the game and what dynamic I should follow to be successful in, uh, in an emotional psychological way <laughs> so that's uh, that's the end of the story nothing nothing came out of it that's it I never saw him again never heard from him again I know that um, Eugenio uh, died many years after that. Many years. So that fucker lasted over a hundred and something years. Let me call my dog. And, uh, and that's it. So I got the initiation as a witch doctor in Mozambique. So I bet you didn't know anybody who's done that. <laughs> well, now you do. Anyways, I'm going to go and have my cup of coffee because it is Monday and the bar I usually go to is open and they are waiting for me for my beautiful shot of espresso coffee. Okay, guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed this story. There's plenty more coming. I hope I was making any of this shit up. I am not. Mm, keep well. Keep safe. And if you find it in your heart... If you think these stories are worth anything, share this podcast with your friends and family. I would very, very, very much appreciate that. Have a good evening, guys. I love you all. Bye-bye.